and welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. I'm Gonzo. I'm on time. <laughs> uh, that is John O. Spencer. Um, welcome to episode 233. Today we're going to be talking about terrain. Um, how much is too much? How much is too little? Um, how to make terrain? What to do for terrain? Where you can get terrain? The whole terrain episode. And I'm going to be working on terrain. I'm going to be working on some Tinker Turf um, crates, because I can do those pretty quickly, uh, which will be, uh, they are a sponsor for Warfare Weekend, so they oh, sent cool. us some tables worth of terrain. They sent some last year, but they sent more this year, so, you know, we should have, I think we have like four tables worth of terrain for their Warcaster tournament. That's uh, awesome. Which is, their, their stuff is really good for Warcaster, because it takes up a lot of space, and we'll talk about that, because it'll come into effect of why that their train is good for Warcaster um, type stuff. I apologize. I My allergies are kicking in right now, and so I've taken a lot of medication and tried to, you know, stop all that, stop it all from being on air. So just have to give me a break this time. Um, let's get into business. We want to thank Mini Masterworks for, of course, hosting and showing us and giving us a cool discount for everybody to uh, go find. And do think you can go get the cool little paint shaker. John's modeling that. Thank you, Vanna. Um, <laughs> there are too many cords over here. The cords like stuck on seventeen other cords. <laughs> uh, we think Parabellum War Games. Uh, we do have a uh, affiliate code, so if you buy any of their miniatures, which they will actually be at Warfare Weekend, also, they're uh, going to be doing a couple of tournaments and running running demos. Uh, we also want to thank Turbo Dork, which uh, makes great color-shifting and metallic paints. Yep. Uh, if you're looking for a color-shifting and metallic paint person, go to Turbo Dork, uh, and uh, you can see what they have. Uh, really cool. Uh, we want to thank Muse on Minis. Muse is still trying to get their site back up. They have hired, actually, a professional, I guess, to get everything up, but you can still go buy their cool stuff. They have great tokens, uh, which you could get for pretty much every game out there. Um Another their token Most sets are really least, good yeah. for MCP. Yeah. Um, MCP, very token heavy game. <laughs> um, also, want to thank uh, Midnight Heroes. Um, good old Chibi stuff. He has uh, some great Chibi models and is going to have a Chibi game coming out and going to be doing demos of that at Warfare Weekend. It's been advertised all over the place on Facebook now, so that's got to be close. Yeah. Uh, I think he's. He think he's starting. He. I think the rules are out, and uh, he sold like two starter sets. And I think he may have three total starter sets at Warfare Weekend. Uh, there's a dwarf one, an orc one, and I'm not sure what the other ones. The third one's going to be. Uh, the dwarf one comes with a bunch of chibi dwarfs and uh, earth golem, and the orc one is chibi orcs riding wolves, and wolves. So uh, it needs to be goblins riding wolves or, or, or ride wolves or goblins. I'm not sure which one it is, but green skins um, type thing. Um, I know he's going to be doing demos of it and going to be uh, showing it off. So uh, other than that, I think I got everybody. It should I believe be you did. everybody. Um, do we have any shout outs this week? Has anybody passed away? I mean, I'm sure someone has, but I don't really, uh, I don't know. I don't really have a, and in my head, that's that. Well, it looks like they are orcs on wolves. 
Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen anybody, didn't see anybody in the news come through uh, or check. Um, so I do want to give a shout out to um, something I did see um, that came out. And it would have been really nice to see um, this actor come back in everybody's spotlight. Brendan um, Fraser. Brendan Fraser. I mean, uh, I guess the movie he made, The Whale, uh, was at uh, one of the Sundance or whatever type of festivals and everything, and he got like a seven-minute standing ovation or whatever. Um, he was actually not technically backballed from um, it was Hollywood, but he technically was. Yeah, he was. Uh, for calling out sexual abuse within the industry, and yep. he is now back, and... He is doing very well, making really good movies, um, and just he's an all-around being pretty nice guy. Yeah, he's so, like one of the good dudes of Hollywood from right here. Yeah. He's he's like the, another Keanu Reeves-style type person. Yep. Doing really good, doing some good work, acting, and doing good where he can. Uh, so I want to give a shout-out to him. Doesn't always have to be a, a negative or a death shout-out. Um sure. Also, we want to shout out to all of our listeners. Thank you for listening. Make sure you check out all of our codes that we have so you can get discounts on everything that we got out there. Um, if you're going out anywhere, make sure you're still safe. Um, there is another, uh, there is a booster now that works with the Omnicron. If you need to get your booster, um, you can get this one and it fix all the strains now, which is good. Um, so you can get that. I will be picking that up shortly. Uh, my work pays for it, so I don't have to worry about it. Um, but make sure you take care of yourself, wash your hands, don't make out with any dead hookers, you know, just do what you can to be, you know, <laughs> safe. If, if somebody can see say, John's you face. You don't have to say dead hookers. <laughs> That's like saying ATM machine. They're only hookers when they're dead. Otherwise they're prostitutes. Please get your nomenclature right. But. We appreciate it. Um, John, what are you drinking tonight? Whatever I can. Shit. Uh, I have I have a Moscow Mule. A Moscow Mule. Uh, since I'm taking a ton of medica- medication, I am on water. So it's the hard stuff, huh? Yeah, with a straw this time. And my straw is... With uh, a straw. A purple heart. Is it a reusable straw? Yes, it is. Good job. Oh, yeah. I have hard plastic ones and metal ones. Uh, but it is a purple heart straw so um guys please take care of yourself please look after each other um even if they get shipped to you because there's assholes in the world please take care of people that are trying to find safety and health (laughs) yes please do um we love you cheers cheers man it tastes 10 times better through a straw it's been like a week and a half since I had a drink, so. Man, are you sick? No, when, when works get bad enough, I don't drink. <laughs> it's my defense yeah. mechanism. It's your face mechanism. All right, I'm going to go ahead and switch over to the paint cam slash table cam. There we go. We are a summer professional group. Oh, yeah. Someone told me I was a professional podcaster, and I was like, you're high. I mean, technically, we make money. We are technically professionals. Yeah, we just enough. don't make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs>
All right. That is not our goal. No, it is not our goal to make money. <laughs> our goal is to have fun. Dance. That. I appreciate it. Dance, dance, dance. I was really tickled by the people who contacted us with questions, you know, on, on Facebook. I saw that. I was like, oh, shit. Thanks. Oh, yeah. There was, um, which I actually, just so you know, I put in an order for some more Malifaux stuff. Yeah, I got your box over there. I need to ship it. I, sorry, Saturday sucked. So I put in an order for a couple of more sets and books for Malifaux. It, like, I swear it's back. Hold on. You swear it's back there? I'm sure Captain Mizzy is going to ask. It's all packed. It's all ready to go. Just need to get it out the door. <laughs> so uh, so before we get started, uh, I'm going to be working on some Tinker Turf terrain. These are their crates and type stuff. Uh, pretty simple cardboard type things. Well, I'll pop one out real quick. Um, cardboard and some flexi parts so you can put stuff together. Uh, everything, they do have all the instructions online on a PDF. Uh, but they do have where you glue, where you put the glue, hold it together type thing. So you'll get... Oh, so that part folds in half. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I've already put this together uh, once. Uh, one of the sets already, so... Um, Just remember to pop out like he's doing there. You pop out that stuff before you, before yeah. you glue it. It'll be a lot easier, trust me. Oh, yeah. I mean, you, tweezers and all, you can do it anyways, but... Yeah. And what is this from? Because I'm not familiar. This is Tinker Turf. This is their crates and something or other. It's called. Gotcha. Uh, it's like scatter terrain. No, no scatter terrain is good. Yeah. So, um, cardboard is interesting because I mean, at least you don't have to paint it. Yeah, and it, I mean it's pre-printed, so it's nice. I mean, yeah, it looks good. It looks nice and everything. Like, don't discount that stuff when you guys are looking for terrain. Yeah, and and it's pretty and it's pretty sturdy. I mean. Type thing. You have so to transport not... it. You have to be careful when you transport it, but yeah, just make sure you're not crushing it. Yeah. Type stuff. And don't but... bend it too much because it's eventually gonna break. So you want to put it together and leave it. Yeah. Pretty much what it is is once you once you've done this, you've pretty much you glue it together and then leave it leave it alone. Yeah, this is something you like. People, like you don't need anything special. Like I love getting old empty paper boxes and just using that for all sorts of terrain and stuff. Yeah. You don't need, like, super, you know, case or anything like that. Just a box that's packed relatively well so it doesn't all just rattle around willy-nilly when you yeah. take it a corner. So they say that you could use, like, just Elmer's glue, but I'm taking, like, super glue on this. I mean, Elmer's glue works fine. Just so... Oh, I have to pull that part out. Yes, you do. Miss that piece. But, you know, this just makes it... Super glue just makes it quicker and easier and sets yeah super glue works yeah um type thing but i mean there's is a terrain you know it's a sci-fi they don't make a fantasy version of their stuff yet yeah i mean fantasy scatter terrain is more difficult and honestly a lot of the fantasy games don't necessarily favor that and that's actually probably should be our first topic of what type of terrain is good for your game yeah um, so let's, let's, let's take the fantasy side of it because there's a lot more, and I wouldn't say a lot more, but there's fantasy terrain is different than of course, sci-fi terrain. So let's take like age of Sigmar war, war machine and hordes, uh, Malifaux. Now Malifaux is played on a three by three. So I wouldn't say so it's less you're breaking it down even more because honestly, there are different types of game there because Malifaux is true skirmish. 
Uh, while War Machine of Hordes and Age of Sigmar both have, let's call it quasi skirmish. Yep. Because they really, they are skirmish, but um, they have unit cohesion, so you need to be aware of that. And that's actually a real important first thing before even that is, is what kind of game are you have? Because you know certain scout trains good, or certain types of train are good for pure skirmish, and some of them. Well, I don't think there's any bad train for pure skirmish necessarily, but some of them are good for the quasi skirmish, the unit games. That uh, you know you wouldn't that uh, that or some of them are, are bad for that that you wouldn't want to want to bring, like large pieces. Like you were talking about that earlier with Warcaster, large pieces are actually terrible for unit games. Correct, because you have to move around them, and the problem mm-hmm. is is moving around them you don't have a lot of room to move around them. Uh-huh. And that's the big issue. Um, and you and can't it's not fit like you, units. It's not like there. it's terrible, you, but you have to keep in mind that if you put a big piece of terrain like that on the table, you are definitely affecting the game because it is a giant limiting factor, and that's okay. Yeah. But you have to be aware of it. Well, I, you know what? Before we get really too big into it, I want to, I want to talk about one subject of that we need to go over that terrain rules because there are some terrain rules that are just like, it's not really a rule. It's just, and there's no rule for the terrain. It's just there. You know what I'm saying? Um, I've, I noticed that a lot of games are saying, and just an example, a forest is a line of sight blocking terrain, unless you're so many inches into it and like a rough terrain. So, okay. Standard um, forest rules, I call it. Yeah, this is standard. Um, and so you would say, well, it takes you, you know, you lose two inches of movement going through it until you're completely out of it. Or half movement is actually the more industry standard. But Yeah, I'm just saying it is an example. Um, and you can't see through it unless you're in it. So, you know, type thing. That's one of the things. You can't see completely through it no matter how big it is. I mean, or older rules, some of them where you can only see so many inches out of forests. Correct. Or you do. Um, but I've noticed that a lot of game companies are putting like tags on, um, terrain. Like you don't even have to say it's a forest, just you choose this piece of terrain and then you put a tag on it of what the terrain has. And you're talking about, I mean, in general, the only game I've seen actually do that is Malifaux. Um, I know that, um... Well, I guess uh, what you call it? Um, Games Workshop kind of does that, but their terrain rules have always been kind of sketch. Correct, and that's kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about it because there's some they are, and then there's some that just just put too much. Like I, I saw this one piece of terrain in this one game, and it had like seven tags on it, and I was like, "What?" Well, I mean, if it's appropriate, I mean, like, so the thing about those tags is let you make train to be what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And it, it, it removes all doubt, you know, because you know what it is because it says exactly what it is. Yeah. But to me, a terrain should have something that it, it should have a tag or something on it that makes it, you know, viable. Even if it's just it's line of sight blocking. You know what I'm saying? Well, yeah, every terrain does something. Yeah. You shouldn't have a terrain piece that doesn't do something. Because if it I mean, doesn't every- do something... It just looks pretty. 
mean, nothing wrong with looking pretty, but then you're looking pretty and taking up real estate on the table, which... Now, the difference is, if you're demoing a game, you can have plenty of stuff that looks pretty. You want it to look pretty because you want to get eyeballs on the table. Yeah. But if you're playing a uh, tournament, you don't want that stuff because it gets in the way. Yeah, because there's some tables that are just meant to be pretty. Yeah. Well, yeah, look at the uh, a lot of the old, uh, a lot of older tables are like the only thing you can add to them is scatter terrain. Everything else is set on the table. Remember those days when you oh, yeah. come in and there's a force at that spot, and those are like okay for conventions and all. But at a local game store, you're going to quickly find that you're no longer interested in that table because you know it. Hey man, how are you doing? Because I mean, you, you've played it so many times, you know where everything is, you know the distances by heart now, and everything. It, yeah. It, you know, the thing about having modular terrain that we've been doing so much nowadays is that it gives you a lot of options to change it around. Yeah, there's got to be, in my opinion, the terrain needs to mean something or do something. Mm-hmm. Um. Unless you're doing a demo table, then yeah, I can understand. You know, it's it's a pretty table. You still want some? You, you, you at that point you'd put some of the pretty stuff like in the areas people aren't going to go to because you're going to go in the middle and fight. Yeah, you're going to put it on the sides or whatever. Uh-huh. Type thing. Um, and terrain to me should mean something in that fact because height is a different concept in different games too. Cause some games don't have height rules as in, you know, like falling damage, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it all depends. Fact, most games above a skirmish level don't generally have falling damage. Correct. So, so it would be kind of interesting. Like I know games are starting to move to that, but like, I don't see the reason for like age of Sigmar to have it type thing no there's no reason to have it because it's a unit game like yeah. you're not gonna have falling damage and honestly even in the games that have it i have not seen uh i have not seen a ton of uh times it's actually ever come into play yeah uh i do say add something to make it happen like i've seen it in of all games i think i've seen it more saw it more in relic knights than anything else and yeah i know you're like relic knights what oh my god <laughs> Yeah, we actually played games of that, sir. <laughs> um, I did have it with um, Warcaster because I was able to pull a model off of the top of a building. So they use small units in that game, and I think that's Correct. problematic to have that rule, those rules in that game. But I, I pulled a Warjack off of a building and made it fall <laughs> with a spell. So, I mean, but I mean, height for things also depends on it. And the amount of terrain also. Um, well, so, that's different. So we're getting into multiple things there. You know, like, yeah. so the first is, you know, the tags. Tags are good. Yeah. Like, and Gonzo may have a problem with the terrain these having seven tags, but if it's necessary, it's necessary. Yeah. I, I think it needs, yeah, I think that that's the key word. If it's necessary, yes. Mm-hmm. A forest doesn't need seven tags, in my opinion. I mean, no. I mean, it should have whatever the forest tag is for the, you know, line of sight blocking unless you know through not into or out of yeah and then it has to have maybe a height if that matters though i mean most things a lot of games just say they're infinitely high or high enough that it doesn't matter Um, and other than that you know there might be other tags on it i mean so i mean we can get this is multi-layer like 
So when I forget which edition it is, when the last edition of Warhammer Fantasy came out, they had a lot of weird terrain things, and the players did not adopt them. Just too bad because they were very cool. They'd have all sorts of cool terrain like that would do crazy things, and that's actually interesting in a game. But you got to know your audience, you know. Like having terrain that does stuff could be cool in well, in a Malifaux, but people don't want that in Age of Sigmar. People definitely don't want that in a War Machine. They don't want the train to do a fucking thing other than stand there and and, and do have it its basic things. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So you look at that, and I think no, I you think need to get the you need to go through the train in your rule book for your game and make sure you understand the basics of it. I, I going back to your thing about terrain that does stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides the normal tags. I think that's really good for like story or league games. Yeah, absolutely. Because then it's unique, and I can see. So people... I'd actually put glue on the corners of that because that's where the stress points are going to be, because they're oh. hanging overhanging. So be aware. Yeah, it's solid. I was just saying it's going to be a stress point. You know what I mean? The corners. Don't don't mess with them. But that's where it's going to come apart. Um. But yeah, it's great for, I mean, so campaigns, so first thing, it's like campaigns and all that stuff, like, throw your rules out the window, like, because you're having a fun, you're doing fun stuff then, so it matters a lot less what the quote-unquote rules say. But go through your terrain rules, make sure you understand the basics of it so you can define it real quick. Uh, Malifaux has a bunch of tags that go on terrain, just so you can know what it is. Is it blocking? Is it climbable? Is it destructible? You know, all sorts of stuff like that. Height of it. In fact, Malifaux may have one of the more robust read, potentially complicated uh, terrain rules left in the uh, in the industry right now. Maybe that in like Infinity. Yeah. So if you're going to be playing, and like I said, we're going to, you know, standard, you're playing Malifaux. How many pieces of terrain, it is played on a 3x3, three three, how many pieces of terrain do you usually have? What should be the standard pieces of terrain? Well, I mean... Amount. People like to have an amount of terrain, but it, it, the size of it matters. You know, bigger pieces, so bigger pieces mean you need to have a little less. Correct. Generally speaking, of every game you play, you should take a quarter of the battlefield and fill it 100% with terrain. Almost every game has that listed as a rule or a guideline. Um, you know, for most games, that should be your minimum. Even like the 40K in Fantasy, the GW Fair, you should have a quarter of the field fill, filled with that. Because you're going to need it, or terrain's not going to matter so much. Yeah, blocking line of sights, I think, is very, very important in a game uh, for any game out there nowadays mm-hmm. uh, because in Malifaux you can attack someone turn 1A if they if you have a, no line of sight blocking type stuff I mean if you've got or improper placing small, yeah. I mean there, there's there, there is possible to start murdering on just right away yeah and there's no turn 1A it's a alternate activation game sir correct I'm just saying before the the, 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 the as soon as the game starts first round uh, it's very difficult but it's possible it's possible, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so let, let's let's break it down by by game. 
Malifaux. Give me an idea of what you think Malifaux terrain should have and size and structure. Now, also, theme is also another thing. Um, Do you think they should have a theme? So here, here I'm going to say to you, theme is a luxury. Correct. Having terrain is good enough. Having a theme for your terrain is a luxury. If you can do it, <laughs> it's cool. If you cannot, don't, 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 don't sweat it. Correct. I mean, Malifaux, you need blocking stuff. You need, you, you should really look at the, the rules for the terrain and have a little bit of everything in there. Like, you necessarily have to have a bunch of hazardous terrain, but you should be aware of what it does and you should think about it. Like, is there cool hazardous terrain stuff we can have? Maybe, maybe not. You know, just uh, just just think about that stuff before you start putting it, before you start figuring out what you're going to put down. But you need like a couple buildings or big blocking stuff. I would say in every game, and I'm going to say this out there pretty much, you should have a terrain piece big enough that the largest model in the game can hide behind it. If you don't, you're done fucked up unless the game says you shouldn't. Correct, unless the model says, like, this model cannot be blocked by line of sight due yeah, to yeah, its yeah. large structure. And even, like, something like, where you could be like, well, you that big, like, you mean your Imperial Knights should have something they can hide behind? <laughs> if if you didn't have something that an Imperial Knight can hide behind, I'm not going to be super upset. But, I mean, you should be looking for something that big. It's a great centerpiece in addition. Yeah. <clears throat> but, yeah, if you don't have, if, because that's where problems come in, like, first turn shooting. If there's nothing that stuff can hide behind, then you're just going to get shot as soon as you show up, and it changes the balance of a game in favor of an all-shooting army. So, uh, definitely try to have something big. Um, <clears throat> like, if you're going out and buying terrain, then you want to be buying on a theme, and you want to be getting stuff that is... You know, gonna gonna do what you want and cover a lot of bases. Uh, so for a Malifaux, you definitely want a big building or something. Could be theoretically a big force if you really want something big to take up a lot, some real estate, and make it so that you can't necessarily just fire across the board initially. But Malifaux is good to remember that you're going to put the train down, and then you're going to see your deployment later, and it might not be what you think. And that sort of comes into deploying terrain. You should be thinking about how you're going to deploy stuff when you have it. You know, if you've got, if you're playing 40K and you've got this giant long piece of terrain, you don't want to put that in the center of the board. <laughs> as much as you want to put it in the center of the board, you really don't want to put it in the center of the board. But let's go, uh, let's say Malfo. Malfo, yeah, just start with the big stuff. Get appropriate scatter terrain, trees, lampposts. They're functionally the same in that game. Uh, just stuff people can hide behind. You want a combination of cover, concealment, uh, you know, fully blocking terrain, stuff like that. Uh, it's hard to say exactly what, because honestly, if you do enough of certain types, you can make it work. You know, if you've got a forest and you say, okay, the boundaries of all the trees is the forest, you can't shoot through it or something. That, you know, the forest as a whole is blocking the individual trees as you get in there you know, might block or might give you cover, what have you. You know, use read the rules and use them to your advantage. Talk to your opponent about it. Don't forget this is a two-person game, at least. What? Yeah, I know. You want to be talking to your opponent about what's fair and balanced for that. 
and you'll get that soon enough as you play it. But so Malvo, like, like actually the easiest. You just want various old westy style terrain. You can have hay bales, and you can have just crates and stuff. Just standard wooden crates, wooden barrels. That kind of stuff makes good scatter terrain. Um, you can have just standard buildings. You can also go out in the swamp and all that. That's the thing. There's a lot of wilderness areas. So I feel like you've got a lot of options there. If you want to use like big rocky stuff, that's cool. Just make sure you've got stuff that people can hide behind. They're not going to be, you're not going to get a couple snipers sitting on one side of the board, you know, owning the whole board. Because <laughs> it can happen. I've, I've done it. It's, it's rude. Which is a very common thing. Yes. on almost all games is you don't want to have it where yes <clears throat> people just can sit there and just blow you away yes. and you have nowhere to go and you can't hide behind anything yeah so it's a mouthful really open a lot more uh individual pieces but you do want a couple of big pieces too yeah um why don't you talk about war machine and hordes uh gonzo since i don't play that shit anymore um so war machine and hordes and i i really like it because a lot of players of course the game was the 2D terrain for the longest time. Um, yep. And I'm, let's start. Certain things are great in two dimensions. Correct. Trenches, uh, water features, even to an extent, hills can be if they're not blocking, but that's just because hills are problematic to stand on. Correct. It, it's just a, it's just a pain in the butt, and you know, models fall over, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, but a lot of people have been moving away from that and doing what's called 2.5 is what people are calling it terrain. 2.5 dimension. You still have the map, you know, the little mouse pad, but then you put terrain on top of the mouse pad. That well, way things can be... We've done that for on. trees for forever. Correct, yeah. And, and, and now, the, but they're doing it for like everything. So like buildings, everything. Oh, everything. We had an idea, like if you have a building, get a you know a 2d building that's the exact outline of that building so you can move it when you need to for measuring or whatever correct that's a good idea yeah um honestly the tree idea has been in use for a while and actually i would suggest that for anything that uses tree templates yes use that rule use it for your 40k use it for your age of sigmar use it for anything that uses a idea of a outline of trees being a forest yeah, because you, you want to be able to say that this is the forest, but you also want to be able to put troops on it within mm -hmm. reason, and so that's the reason why you have removable trees. Mm, absolutely. So you can just pick them up, put all the models on there, then put the trees back when you're done. Yep. Arrange them so it looks cool if you want to take a picture. Yeah. Um, also, um, walls. They're just a simple template. Everybody now can make... I mean, everyone should have walls for their game. I mean, you just have to have the right kind for your game. Yeah. Um, line of sight blocking. War Machine and Hordes has, um, and we're waiting for the new rule set, but as of right now, they don't want you, they want you to have some type I'll of. Hydrate. Some okay. type of large line of sight blocking terrain as a minimum near the center or around the center area so you don't have just this huge, you know, open line of fire. Asterix. So let's 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 talk about that now since it's the appropriate point. Having a giant piece of terrain in the center of the board is good for blocking terrain or blocking stuff. But if you have 
some sort of objective or anything that people need to get to in the center, you need to balance your need to block line of sight with your need to actually get to the objective. Correct. Playability is first. Yeah, and usually, like if uh, like a TO will set up the terrain and do everything, and then they're like, hey, this, you know, the objective is supposed to be right in the center of this building. Nobody can get to it. And the TO comes in and fixes it, either moves the building to one side or, you know, whatever, just to make it where it's playable then. That's what? why uh, in a – so the, the more I look at it from other games, I hate the, the zone control mechanic from War Machine of Horrors, but it's all you got. Um, that kind of thing it is better to have a forest in the center because the forest will block you shooting entirely through it. It'll be far enough up that they can't easily get there like first turn. Yeah. Um, and it is still terrain you can occupy for taking the zone. Correct. So look at stuff like that uh, when you're choosing your terrain and all that. You know, um, uh, you know, Marvel Crisis Protocol, if you have a piece of terrain no one can stand on, do not fucking put that anywhere an objective would be. Yeah. M- move the building. Move yes. whatever. Move it around the objective. Yes. doesn't have to be symmetrical. It doesn't I mean, have, because there's... Yeah, yeah, it doesn't, yeah. symmetry is uh, something the brain wants to do, but for terrain it doesn't have to be. You want maybe a slight balance. You maybe want, since a lot of games nowadays are, if you're not going first, you choose the side. Correct. Give one side a slight advantage to negate the advantage of going first. Correct. Like, because... we used to make a lot of War Machine Hordes boards where you'd go there and you're like, oh, I really want to choose side. <laughs> and that is a success. Correct. If someone makes, if, if choosing whether you go first or choose sides is a thing... You have made a good board. Correct. You you want to game. be able to do that. Mm-hmm. You want to be able to say, um, oh, crap, this building is going to be in the way, or, hey, I don't have a Pathfinder unit to get through the forest quick enough. Yep. You know, type thing. So you want that type of stuff to be meaningful. Yep. Ah, so what else you got for War Machine terrain? Um, they do have hazardous type terrain where if you walk through it, you know, you either take damage um, oh, and... Sorry. Everybody has that. Um, one of the rules they do have um, currently now is you have to be able to... The terrain has to be far enough apart that a colossal can fit through. Uh, so you can't have two in piece, two pieces of impassable terrain that nobody can walk on. So take... close. Let me finish. So close that a colossal can't get through. But... I kind of see that as a, you brought a Colossal, sorry. That's what I was going to say. I, I will take bad rules for 900. Yeah. Because, uh, so I've played on one of Jan Falange's, the double squids, boards for things where he just, like literally it was all walls. It was like walls, walls, walls everywhere. And I had a Colossal, I'm like, well, I got to be really careful because I can't go everywhere. Correct. That's you know, a good tactic. I, I, I took that as, as. A, you know, it kind of sucks to be put on the board like that, but you know, it's something you got to deal with. I uh, I went to a tournament and there was an individual, um, and we had that a ton of walls type thing, and people couldn't, you know, the colossals had problems getting around it, and his both of his lists was playing two colossals, and I was like, oh, "You're you fucked." Your list, yeah, yep, um, type thing, and so I just. 
totally completely won that game because he brought two lists that just couldn't interact with the table. Yeah. Now, that being said, if you're making a table, the Colossals should be able to get around. They have to, be able to get from one side of the table to the other. If they're Correct. stuck on one up the table, you've made a poor table. Correct. This was but a poor they table. They don't have to be able to go through the center. They don't have to be able to go through the center. Correct. They may have to come around the side. I had one. That one, I had to have the Colossal come around the side of the table. It couldn't get in the zone, so I used it to keep shit out of the zone. You know, I'd come around and just start killing stuff. Maybe my other troops do stuff. I mean, you, you can make it, that work. And honestly, War Machine of Horde is uh, the only game that's going to have that particular problem. 40K kind of has that problem, but no one puts that much train on the 40K but table. Let's just be honest. Yeah. Um, uh, so War Machine of Horde also had, in the past, the worst uh, terrain feature ever. Which one was that? Deep Water. Oh, my God. <laughs> Until someone takes Shay, who's aquatic, and just walks into the deep water, and they just can't do anything to him. Yeah. Uh, and that, they got... Him. Yeah, they got rid of it because they had to. It was a... Yeah. That's the idea. That's one of those things that comes out. That's a early game rule, like, oh, this will be cool. And they're like, oh, no, this this isn't cool. This is yeah. <laughs> busted and broken. Because, I mean, if you put deep water on, everyone's trying to throw another Warjack into that because it yeah. kills it. For people that didn't know, if a, if a terrain feature had deep water, anything that fell down... Uh, if a warjack fell down in it, it was gone, completely no, gone. No, no, no. Deep water. If you were in it, you were dead. Not fall yeah. down. Uh, you, shallow you water. Got, they still have shallow that. water. If you if you fall down, you turn off. You have, yeah. You have to, but and so that was more, one of the rules. But more yeah. role playing rules, not good tournament rules. Got Correct. good war game rules, but um, so that's uh, war machine. Yeah, uses kind of strange. They they war machine tend to use a little less terrain, I think, than other games. Uh, because, again, it is a unit game, so you don't want... Like, a giant building that might be cool in one game is not cool in uh, War Machine Awards. Yeah. It'll be um, interesting because we're going to get new terrain rules when the new edition hits, so it'll be interesting to see what those are. I mean, we've gotten some stuff, and some things are not in there anymore. And it's more like tags than just rules. Like, they brought back hills. Hills are back in the game. But uh, it was uh, humorous, let's say, that they got rid of hills because they couldn't fix their fucking rules. Correct. Uh, I but I don't mind calling them out on that because that's that's terrible. Yeah. You got to fix your rules. Um, hills came back. I think they got currently in the beta. They got rid of uh, windswept. Um. But they put something else in its place, kind of in a way. But we're waiting to see. It's all, I guess, all beta. They said they're not finished. We'll just have to wait and yeah. see. Um, but this is all in the steamroller packet, not you know, mm-hmm. base rules. Best way to so, put. So yeah. So um, so what what uh, terrain does Warcaster use? Warcaster uses three D terrain, um, and terrain that really you want height on it. You want terrain with height so you can climb ladders and go across bridges and, you know, or like an infinity table, if that if that helps you out. You do not want to play an infinity table. A, a, they Warcaster want, will not work on an infinity table. And we'll talk about that when we talk about infinity. Uh, you want terrain that has a lot of cover because there are weapons that can shoot pretty far, uh, vehicles that can move far. You want things with a lot of, you just want a lot of cover. You don't want a lot of, you know, open space. Um, so you want to have large amounts of terrain. You want to have high pieces too, uh, because it does have elevation rules. 
Uh, it does have climbing rules, uh, stuff like that. So you kind of you want that. Oh, sorry, um, but you're gonna have to be careful with that because, like I said, there was I was playing in a tournament and this gentleman put a war jack on top. He had a, a jack that could fly, and it went up to the very top of this building, and I think it was like two foot high. And I had a spell, foot quotes running, that lets me grab that model and pull it off. And, well, it pulled the jack off and did damage to it. Didn't do a lot, but it did enough to, you know, make him go, oh, shit, I'm not going to do that again. And I will say that is a flaw in the rules. That I could pull a model off? No. That you could pull a flying model off and have it do damage. Think about flying models is... uh... Oh, the model didn't have technically flight. He just gave it the card that gave it flight for a turn. Oh. Well, that's better. But the problem is, so you have to think about that stuff because you want height and all. But see, I'm torn on that as a game thing. I don't want to get too far into it because you're having height and that's cool. And then you're punishing people for it. it makes people not want to do that. Yeah. Well, they also have uh, in there that you can jump in the game. So you can jump over crevices and stuff. That is not. Wow. <laughs> that is not a rule that's normally in that, that scale of game. Yeah, it, that one I think is the un, most unique that's one. That's like I've seen. a, uh, like jump a Necromunda rule, where a single model jumps over. Having a unit jump over is really. Um, well, they do the you one move and then you drop the rest of the unit next to it. Type still thing. odd. It is still odd. Uh, I've never done a jump really so i have no clue so i'm not surprised most games where you have that they don't um yeah so it sounds like you know like you said you you said like an infinity table but i would say it's like a like a a light infinity table not an actual infinity table you do want a lot of terrain and you want to be able to move and juke and hide behind things because cover is very important in in uh warcaster it gives you really good bonuses so having cover is very important in this game well, we can jump into that to Infinity, where Infinity is the master of you need cover, because cover <laughs> is super important. Because you can do things not on your turn. Yep. You know, we need to be in cover, because it, it gives you gives them a penalty to hit you, and also gives you extra protection against stuff. Correct. Uh, Infinity tables actually tend to be the most heavily trained. It, it, I'm going to tell you right now, and it is ATO's worst nightmare. Mm, can be if you're not familiar, but at the point you're running an Infinity game, I think you're pretty familiar with how it works. Yeah, if, if you're running, you got to be extra prepared. If you're running an Infinity tournament, you got to start looking for terrain way, you know. Like, like, hold on. Like, it's no harder than running another game because when you run games, you tend to ask your players for help. Your players have appropriate terrain. It's no harder than any other game. Well, I'm just Unless saying. Unless you're trying to run it at a convention where you don't have a local Infinity group, in which case, good luck. Correct. <laughs> Someone had asked Warfare Weekend if they would run an Infinity tournament, and I says, well, we would need, you know, help with terrain because it's such a terrain heavy game. It and, is. And, 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 and it's good. It, it, the tables look awesome, too. If you ever go they to a, a tournament with Infinity terrain, you're like, oh, these are freaking cool. But yeah. it is a huge amount of terrain. And Infinity's got all those rules, climbing, jumping, all sorts of stuff like that. Yes. Some models have skills to climb and or jump better. Yep. 
uh, I played Toha. And my I had a a uh, a few models I liked because they could jump very far distances with ease. I didn't have to roll or anything. Nope. Oh, yep. That super jump is good. Yep. And I was like, I thought that was cool as shit. And it is funny that Infinity technically there's a joke in the Infinity community that there are uh, three types of tables. There's an American style, which is long firing lanes, not a super ton of terrain. <laughs> Which There's is very Europe, bad in Infinity. European style, which is super dense and tags out a hard time getting everywhere. And then there was Balance Table, which is somewhere in between the two. Uh, that is definitely a game where um, you want to make sure that the largest scaled models can get through most of the board. I've seen people make tables where they couldn't a lot, and I'm like, you can't do that because you're just trying to make someone not take it because you don't like it. Yeah. There's no rules reason to not have that balance like that. So, but that's one of the things you learn about learning the game. So it is definitely the most terrain intensive game, as far as actual terrain, not just scatter terrain. Correct, because you also have scatter terrain on top of that too. Yeah, but scatter terrain's easy. Yeah, crates and barrels and yeah. barriers are easy to standard come sci-fi stuff. Yeah, forty um, k. Uh, is probably going to be the most lightly terrain game. Because those guys can't be arsed. They want to line up and shoot each other a lot of times. Yeah. Now you will, of course, see the some of the ones who just want to play a good game and have good terrain. Uh, in general, though, you'll have... Jimmy makes their own terrain, so obviously you'll see a lot of their terrain. Not all of it is actually great for playing 40k with, as funny as that is. <laughs> um, but better on Kill Team, but Kill Team sort of scales the same way as something like an Infinity or Necromunda. Those games all sort of have the same sort of scale of terrain where relatively dense, you want to stop long fields of fire. Uh, 40K, you should. Um, Miami's asking what kind of terrain you're building. This is Tinker Turfs, uh, Crates, and something or other terrain. Really simple, really easy. This one is a very easy set. I've seen some complicated ones. Not saying, you know, that they're perfect. Uh, but this is a very easy, I mean, it's, I've gotten through almost the entire packet in what, 45 minutes or so? Yeah. Yeah, so, so 40K and to a lesser extent, Age of Sigmar are going to have less terrain overall. Um, you should have some big blocking stuff so people can hide behind it. Um, I think more 40K, it's not so much the quality of terrain that people bring, it's how they set it up. Yeah. They like to set it up where it's, all on one side, all on the other side, in the middle is a giant killing ground. That is not good. Um, the best terrain is a good balance of it all. Uh, 40K is easy to get trained for because 40K, I mean, everyone makes terrain for 40K scale. They'll use scatter terrain just like all the rest of the ones we're talking about. In fact, them and Infinity tend to share the same scatter terrain in a lot of places. Yeah. Well, it's like this terrain can be used. I mean, it is a sci-fi styled terrain. Mm -hmm. So it could be used for anything sci-fi related. No yep. big, no biggie. It looks like it'd be good for either one. Yeah. Could be used for um, Necromunda. Yeah, like the biggest difference between uh, Age of Sigmar and 40K that I've seen is the uh, is just that one is more fantasy terrain, the other one's more sci-fi terrain. Um, I do want to talk about getting terrain, not just. Because, I mean, you and I remember the days where we would go, dang, someone's got a new box. What kind of styrofoam was in it? 
oh, that styrofoam looks like a cool base. So, <laughs> I don't actually remember those, those days, Gonzo. You forget that I started gaming in a Games Workshop town. Oh, that's right. It was not hard to get good terrain. I mean, you go to Games Workshop, they would teach you how to make terrain, buy terrain. I mean, honestly, it's when they started doing trees and stuff, so it was a lot easier for you to get the terrain. I just remember anytime someone opened up like a box full of stuff, people were like, ooh. Um, I mean, we would, we would all save styrofoam for that purpose. Some very tr- skilled train makers would make cool stuff out of it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, nowadays it's easy peasy. Like, honestly, most companies will have a terrain either their own terrain or a company that does terrain for them correct or if you're cool enough and you own a 3d printer well you pretty much have all your terrain that you ever want you're still probably going to want to supplement it because some of those bigger things are not necessarily easy to get done and or necessarily cost effective oh well i can tell you that i can build pretty much anything just depending on your printer size, let's go with that. Depending on whether you're using a resin or an FDM printer, depends on whether you're going to be doing like scatter terrain or big terrain pieces. Yeah. For example, I bought a uh, the Sanctum Sanctorum from a company before they put out their own. And that is not something you're going to want to 3D print. If it's you have giant, it. I mean, it's still... Um... If you have a 3D printer that can do it, more power to you. You can try it. I would just be careful. Well, yeah, they, they, well, a lot of places that do like what you have right there, they usually sell the STLs and they, um, they're actually done without support. You just put them in the machine and you're done. Well, Slice fair. it and you're good to go. Ugh. But so. yeah, so yeah, 3D terrain trains coming. I mean, it's great. I think it's great for scatter train. I think the larger the pieces, the more you want to start looking elsewhere. MDF terrain is great because it's easy to work with, easy to put together, and there's a ton of companies that make good stuff. Yeah. Like honestly, that is sort of the gold standard for Infinity. Is there's a ton of companies that make uh, just big uh, MDF terrain. Um, one of them out there that is a, one of our sponsors is uh, Death Ray Design. They make Death Ray good... Designs is a sponsor. Oh, one of your sponsors. Yeah, one of my sponsors for Warfare Weekend. <laughs> so Death Ray Design is good stuff. I've actually been using their base inserts for years. They have some good. Uh, yeah, they're they're good. Infinity and terrain. Also, good dude. Yeah. Uh, they... He made uh, he made a specific base insert. For me, for something that had come out, because it was an odd size base, he said, "Me take measurements, charged me a, a very fair fee for it, and uh, made it." So, good company. But you'll find that you'll find the company you like. Death Ray Designs. There's a bunch from Warsnell makes a bunch of the uh, Infinity Train. I've got some other stuff. It's good. Yep. Um, who is it? Art of Michael Lavoy says, "Brutal Cities" is also a great one for modern sci-fi and MDF. There you go. Brutal Cities. I'll take a look at that later. Um, also, I mean, look at everything. I mean, I don't know if you can still get much of the Battlefield in the box from... Uh, God, what's the name of that company? My brain stopped. It's in all the hobby stores. The Battlefield in the box um, uh, stuff is good and has a lot of use. They make a lot of uh, 
let's just say, might as well be Star Wars specific. I don't even know if they still make it, but... Oh, GF9. I couldn't remember the name. They're relatively... Gale Force 9? Oh. Yeah. Uh, they have good they have good terrain. They make a lot of uh, um, just solid resin stuff that's just chunky. 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 And, uh, you know, some of it's sort of... Uh, God, how should I put it? There's a lot of it. I have a bunch that's sort of Star Wars related because it looks like the huts from Tatooine, but not exactly and all that. You can buy, you can get for uh, a solid, for, for not a bad price, you can get a bunch of cool stuff that uh, will definitely help your uh, help your terrain a lot. Um, find places to make trees. I forget the name of it. My buddy's got a bunch of them, but there's some real cool trees out there now. Um, but yeah, just take a look at it. You, you'll find the stuff. Um, yeah, my Star Wars Legion table I printed. I printed an entire table of like Tatooine terrain because somebody had had pretty much an entire Tatooine set. Mm-hmm. And so I printed it off. Now, it oh, did yeah. take me like three weeks to print it all off. But I mean, I printed it all off and then I used, you know, I painted it and had... Uh, texture paint from you know a spray can that stone paint or whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it yeah, yeah yeah and so i was able to do that and it, it turned out great and turned out fine but of course like i says it's all fdm printing so that takes quite a while to do but hey it was cheaper to do that than buy it for me it was because i already owned the oh, printer. absolutely yeah absolutely yeah you've got it there and like i just buy the terrain because i you know i also, a lot of times I'll find it on sale someplace. That's a big thing I'll buy on sale. Also, if you're playing modern stuff, don't discount going to a train store. Oh, yeah. Actual Hobby Town or something and getting some uh, whatever scale it is, H or HO. Now, Marvel, um, MCP, I should say, not Marvel, but MCP, you know, they've got terrain that's like that and they sell their own terrain sets and some people mm-hmm. make terrain sets just for Marvel. Yep. Um, uh, in fact, uh, they're probably the easiest to make to make a full table for, just from what they've got. And it's a pretty dense table too, right? Yeah, you you probably want to supplement with some some little stuff for more lower end, lower sized uh, scatter. Uh, because you're throwing stuff, so you're gonna want all that stuff. But they got like the apartment building. They come with their their the box game comes with terrain. So, I mean, you got to look at that. I mean, it's honestly, uh, they're probably the easiest to go with. And I like their stuff very much. Easy to put together the cars and all that. But you can find all sorts of stuff out there. Just make sure you're taking a look at all this stuff. Um, obviously, I think it's, I actually think it's easier to find sci-fi stuff than to find fantasy stuff. But don't discount any of it. Take a look at the Games Workshop stuff, too. It's a premium price, but it is a I hate to say it's a premium product too. Yeah. Like their train stuff's good, you know. I regularly will get their like I bought their first kill teams box because it came with terrain. Most of their stuff comes with it because it's just good terrain. They make good crates, they're plastic. Um, giant shipping containers. You may not put all the extra you know, the storm bolts are on top, which is really stupid, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, but that stuff's good if you need big crates. 
um, Infinity actually was doing a bunch of just cardboard terrain that would come in their certain sets and their empty boxes would fit inside of it to give it extra structure was the greatest idea. Yeah, I thought that was very... uh, When I first bought it, I was like, okay, that's pretty legit. Oh, yeah. All right, so Uh, I put together this one whole set in, what, 45 minutes? Give or take? Yeah. And so we've got... Three. I don't know what the big things are, but the rest looks good. Um, so we've got three of each type of crate, scattered terrain, if you want to say. And they're and all then, a little different. Yeah, a little different than their little cargo holders, so you can actually put the terrain in it if you want to. Or it could just be, you know, something that you put on the board. You can leave it like that. You can shoot through it, climb on it. Jump off. Whoa. You shoot through it from certain directions, which is important because that means you can actually block line of sight from one way, but not from another. Yeah. But, and then everything can store inside of here. So, I mean, you could technically, instead of putting, you know, this out on the table by itself, you could put these two pieces on there and then you've got mm-hmm. that. So, that wasn't yeah, too but bad. When you're looking for terrain, don't, don't discount anything. Look at all the sources. Talk to people. They're going to know what terrain's good and all that. You'll find a little bit of terrain can go a long way. Yeah. Some terrain is better than no terrain. And just use whatever. Like, uh, you know, I got, like, jungle or, uh, or alien trees and stuff from my old GW set. I just put them on a fold uh, forest template from uh, War Machine of Hordes, and, and that just makes it look cool. It's like, oh, here's a forest thing you can pull it off if you need to walk through it or anything, depending on what the rules are for it. So I didn't get to put together, so there was one more thing on this, and it's a tanker. Like, here's the round piece of it. Oh, you wouldn't even get to talk about, like, small-scale terrain. Because I got all that uh, terrain I got for Battletech. Oh, man, yeah. Because Reaper does a bunch of stuff that scale, if you want to go more than just 2D maps. But Battletech's a board game more than a miniatures game. Correct, it is. That's good to know. There's miniature game, board games out there that have miniatures, and you don't necessarily need train for it, but you can. Nothing's stopping you. It's your table. You do what you want. Yep. I do love looking at the Marvel stuff when people get it together. I mean, it, some of it's a little expensive. Like, if you look at their apartment building, it's a bit expensive, but it's three stories tall. It's not small. That's yeah. like a centerpiece. And then their uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, which is not the one I have, is... A little bit taller than that, you know. But you know, but I like uh, you remember make your uh, make your train appropriate too. If you people can climb up a lot, make sure there's flat on top for you to uh, fight on. Yeah, nothing's worse than having a model that has a cool terrain rule and not having the terrain on the table to use it. Yep, people would. Uh, People would used to like limit the type of terrain because like, oh, I don't want to deal with it. Like, look, if it's a rule in the game, you need to have terrain for it. Like when aquatic was a rule, you need to have water terrain so those aquatic models can do something with it. Yeah. So keep that in mind when you're making terrain and choosing your terrain. And realize that it's not always going to be quick and easy. Sometimes it's going to take some time for you to... Uh, get a feel for what terrain should look like. 
take some notes while you're playing the games. Okay, this didn't work, this did work. Let's tweak it a little bit. It's on the E-section time. Yes, hold on a second. Not that I have a lot to talk about. You have like 75 things to talk about because you were so enamored by TV this week that you had to. I mean, I've been, it's two weeks and still no. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right, so the only thing I have less to do, so probably about an hour and I probably would have had all this done. I just have this tanker to finish. And pretty much what it is, is this tanker, these pieces go on to here type thing. And then this goes in the center of it like this, rounded. So, so it's just a tanker piece. So, I mean, it's, it's a good scatter ta- ta- terrain table. Or that's scatter actually, I would not call that scatter. That's actually legitimate terrain. Yeah, with some scatter pieces. Okay. Let's get this flipped around. Make sure you just get some good tables terrain. Have a good okay. time with your tables. Make yep. you know. I actually had a demo table when I was uh, being, when I was a PG, and it had every terrain feature on it. I bought the eight by four blue styrofoam and cut it down and made it and i like dug a trench in it and put a bunch of things on it and so everything else oh let me go and do this um and so and that was just a it was meant to be a demo table like using a tournament type thing but i always thought that was really fun to have that stuff and just make a cool beautiful terrain table for a demo yeah and we'll be, uh, I'm trying to get some picture next time at my buddy Marshall's because he's got some good terrain to give you an idea. Because we were making fun of terrain that was at, uh, what was that terrain? What was that tournament? That uh, convention? Was that London Open. GT or whatever that was? London, no, Nova Open. We were actually making fun of the terrain there because some of it, their Marvel terrain was fucking pathetic. Mm. Pathetic. I also think that um, the Marvel terrain, that a lot of places are not used to it and are just trying to get a hold of it because some people are like oh what comes in the two in, in, in the players the the starting box should be enough terrain to play a tournament and i'm like no 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 two of those at the absolute fucking minimum and yeah. you probably should have a little more than that yeah uh marvel tables that's the reason why i want to say a big shout out to uh, adepticon they are letting us borrow uh their mcp trains for our tournament at warfare awesome. weekend I mean, we have some, but we don't have enough, and that's a that's a it can be a very dense table terrain type thing. It doesn't have to be super dense, but it needs to be like if you make a standard cityscape, things in the cityscape, you will have a solid terrain table. Yeah, you need don't need to go every lamp post and bench and everything, but if you have those, it helps. Yeah, it does. Those are size zero, and you can still throw them; they still might do a point of damage. Yeah, so I mean. Want to you know give a shout out to them, but I think well, a lot of places because I think also um, Nashcon people were complaining about the terrain, and I'm like, guys, you got to give one. You need to give people a little bit of slack. This is still a brand new game. Two, brand new game for tournament play within conventions. How about that? No, no, stop. 
if someone is running the game, they should have should have knowledge of the game. They have yeah. knowledge of the game. They know it needs more terrain than some of these places yeah. are doing. Don't defend them. Yeah, they're just wrong, and they need to fix it. <laughs> yeah, tell them like, and give them give them like that. Somebody told us it's like, hey, we want to see more terrain, and I'm like, okay. Constructive criticism. Is yeah, great. constructive, and I'm like, yeah. Don't be a dick about it. Just say, hey, yeah. we think these tables are a little light on terrain. Can you get us? Can you get more terrain like, on there? And if you go back to next year and it's same or worse, then yeah. And if those guys need more terrain, tell them about places you see terrain. There is a I bought on on Amazon. Basically, it's the Marvel terrain with the serial numbers filed off. Yep. It's just changed enough to be <laughs> legally distinct, but it's all pretty much single piece stuff. And it was a cheaper price and i'm sure if they contact them like hey i need x sets they would probably do an even better deal yeah yeah just be 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 courteous to people about it because yeah, i mean be courteous, but don't let them off the hook but you don't have to be a dick about it correct because there were some people that were a dick about it and i'm like yeah. guys but yes the train was unfortunate let's let's talk about how we can make it bad they can make it better yeah because there's a lot of work to do terrain. What people don't understand, there's a lot more work, especially if you want it all painted and looking pretty and everything else. It's it's a lot of work. I mean, I have people working nonstop on terrain for Warfare Weekend, and we're a little over a month away, and we're still trying to finish out terrain. So just think about think places like Adepticon. They have terrain building parties uh, and terrain fixing Michael parties. Are still there, but this, is this stuff repainted in Dep or? The Brutal Cities? Yeah. Let's look. I'm taking a look, look real quick. Huh. I Popular miniature wargaming kits. I think it's not, but, I mean, the pictures are look really good. Show you what they can look like, which is super cool. Um, oh, they carry Woodland Scenic stuff, too? Three Bonus! be honest, if someone's going to carry Woodland Scenics on their website in addition, that's a bonus, right? Unsupplied, unassembled, and unpainted. Okay, cool. Just curious. But yeah, check it out. I mean, it's I just put the link there, but they do carry Woodland Scenics. You want to get some Woodland Scenic stuff? Not bad you know, price. Actually, I think I've actually seen some of this before because I recognize the one uh, name. I mean, it's not bad price for it either. I mean, what's it made out of? Oh, I think I'm stuck to the wrong state. Well, make sure you're in the right country. You remember my problem with uh, <laughs> yeah. GW when I was on Australia and U.S. prices. Yeah, I mean, some of it looks fine. Uh, some of it's specific for games, which is cool. But, uh, no, definitely worth taking a look at. Doesn't say what it's made out of, though. Definitely look, see... Now, here's what I would like to make a thing for. They have uh, a bunch of what they call Zona Alpha, which is a Chernobyl Pripyat terrain. Bun train. And I would uh, like to get a table like that. That'd be a fun Marvel Crisis Protocol table. And plus, if you buy stuff from there, they actually put donate uh, profits to uh, the Ukrainian Red, Red Cross. Which one Which one was it? The bundles? The Zona Alpha. Under their stuff. They have gotcha. a Pripyat bundle, which has got some terrain stuff. Might be cool to look at. Kind of curious what it's made out of. MDF. Is it MDF? Yeah, MDF. They say so. Oh, okay. Just curious. So yeah, definitely uh, some interesting stuff there. Check it out. And if you can find bundles 
like this. Like, here's an entire table for a 4x4, and it'll work for whatever. Go for it. Like, they have, okay, the Eternity Labs tournament table. I'm going to look at this real quick. And it looks like an infinity table. $282 for almost an infinity table. So, that's not bad. I mean, again, it's like almost the cost of the army again, but... If you, I mean, one and you're done. Yeah, one and you're done is cool, right? <laughs> yep. And you, you know. can change it up however you want. But yeah, stuff like that's a good deal too. I like stuff like that. And we can talk about terrain more if you have specific questions <laughs> and all that. Um, yeah, Attorney Labs Tournament Battle. They, so I would call that, uh, the way it's built there, that's an American style table. Because it's got these long zones of... Uh, Open areas. Of fire. But you could... <laughs> You can supplement it with your your favorite scatter terrain and suddenly mm -hmm. becomes not as big of a deal. Also, remember, you can take a table and turn it. Yep. 45 degrees and suddenly long zones become long zones you have to move to get to. Correct. That's okay. It doesn't have to be set up left to right, forward to backwards. Yep. Turn the entire table the catty corner and it cuts yep. off tons of lines of fire. Yep. Sure, you may have lines of fire... Corner to corner. Having to move to lines of fire is okay because you it's not first it's not it's not start of the game, you're shooting fuckers. It's, yeah. I have moved once or twice and now I am shooting fuckers. Correct. So anyways, we're uh, ten minutes into the media section, which we'll talk sweet. about terrain. Which is okay. Not a big deal. No. Um so I have like seventy five things to talk about. But I want to talk about some news before we get started in the media section. Um, because two bits of media news came out this week. Uh, they are making a Constantine 2 with uh, Keanu Reeves. Sounds like poor life choices to me, but okay. Um, I'm looking forward. Now, if, if it's done to, right. To be fair, this is meant to be a continuation of the Constantine movie, not Correct. based off John Constantine, DC character. Correct. So it's actually fine. I actually own Constantine. I haven't watched it. I've seen parts of it. It looks like it's got a bad rap because it was not what people expected. Yeah. Um, which I'm okay with. I like the Constantine movie. Uh, I had fun. I like Keanu Reeves' Constantine. It was fun. So, we'll have to wait and see. You never know. Uh, and then the biggest news, which I thought was very interesting, is Wesley Snipes is coming back as Blade for Secret Wars. Which That's I was a multiverse like, thing. I'm like, I thought, already, I thought they the, were going to do the the new guy. They are. But this is a, secret, this is, this is a, a multiverse thing. You don't understand Secret Wars. Yeah, no, I know. I understand Secret Wars. I just didn't think they would do it. I just didn't think they would bring. And him he's a paycheck. Yeah, yeah. Well, to pay taxes on. Yep. <laughs> which would be okay. Which would be cool. It'd be nice to see him come back as Blade because uh, those were some of the very first starting Marvel movies, and some of them were good, and some of them weren't good. <laughs> Blade is another in the rare series where it gets worse. With every progressive sequel. Yeah. Um, but it, it's going to be nice to see him come back in that and everything. Because, I mean, he was the start of pretty much the Marvel movies, in he my really opinion. Wasn't. Like, he, he was the start of superhero movies being okay. taken seriously. There we go. That's what I'm looking for. Um, I mean, or Marvel. Because, honestly, you can go far back as you want. Technically, Michael Keaton's Bat, that, that Tim Burton's Batman was the first one of superhero movies taken fully seriously. Yeah, even Superman before that doesn't always hold up as well. It was great, but it was not 
is super duper comic book. Yeah. That's a plenty of discussion for another time when we talk about comic movies in depth. <laughs> Uh, so what's your first one? My first, like I have multiple. <laughs> you got at least two, right? To talk about trailers. Okay. So let's talk about, because I talked about trailers last week. So what's oh, your first was... thing you... Um... <laughs> I mean, if you talk about trailers last week, I ain't got much to talk about. <laughs> but it depends on what trailers we're talking about. I mean, it's all the same ones, Willow and Andor. And... Well, I do want to hear your opinion on that stuff too anyway, because, you know, you weren't here, but... Uh, so Willow looks good. I am pleased to see it is not necessarily based off the book series that was a continuation that he, uh, that George Lucas and Christopher Claremont, quote unquote, wrote, which means probably Christopher Claremont with ideas from George Lucas. But hey, you know, it is what it is. Um, because certain things I've seen, I don't want to spoil in case it does go that direction, um, that lead me to believe it is not that story at all, which is good. Uh, something new, something more of a proper continuation. Um, the books were good, but a little weird shock in it. So, I mean, obviously you're not getting Val Kilmer back. I mean, just happy Val Kilmer could have been it wasn't Maverick because let's be honest, he's not in good shape. Yeah, well, they did say that they're having a friend of Mad Mardigan's in here, played by Christian Slater. So. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was an interesting choice, but I, hey. I generally enjoy Christian Slater, even though his Jack Nicholson impersonation has gotten really fucking old. <laughs> it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, looks good. I mean, Warwick Davis looks great as Willow. He, it looks like it's going to be fun. I am here for it, and I am much more excited for that than I am for Rings of Power, because Willow is much more my fantasy childhood than... Uh, the Lord of the Rings. I'm looking forward to it. It looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. That's yeah. what I think is more anything. I think that's more than anything is Rings of Power seems like, and I'm still only one episode in, don't judge me. Okay. Uh, much more serious business, and Will looks like it's a good combination. Looks like it's like the movie. It's yeah. some serious stuff, but let's have some fun. Correct. So, I'm super looking forward to that. I will try to keep up with it weekly. Um. Oh, let me talk about one of the movies I watched and I caught up on it and you've already done anything was Love and Thunder. Oh, okay. Sure. Uh, I got, Love and Thunder. I watched Love and Thunder. Um it was just okay. Yeah. There were some good scenes and then there were some stuff I was like, eh. Was for like, spoilers, eh. if anyone doesn't like spoilers, it's been um, it's on Disney Plus for Christ's sakes. Yeah. The whole Stormbringer is Jealous of Mjolnir's ship. This is just, yeah. just fucking Christ. Yeah, it, like it was you said, bad. I mean, the Guardians that made the movie were just—it was not good. No. The goats it, grew on you because you're like they'd come out of nowhere and, and you're like, okay, now the goats are funny. Yeah. No, the goats. You take that first bit of the movie off, and it's—it's it's like a weird combination of cringe humor and actual funny stuff here or there. Correct. But I actually feel like if they did actually just told a serious story, a semi-serious story, not a you couldn't go hundred percent serious because the subject matter is dark. Yeah, you know, Jane Vosworth cancer is fucking dark. People can't necessarily handle that. The humor, I think, to a point, was needed to lessen the impact of that. Yeah, I mean, overall, I mean, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't oh. great either. It wasn't. It wasn't. It, it, it gives me like that two and a half. It was like, man. I mean, I go two. It's better than that. It's better than an average movie. 
because the, the stuff that was great was fucking great. The whole uh, quasi black and white fight thing was great. That was cool. Um, Natalie or what's her name? Was it Natalie Portman? Natalie Portman? Yeah. She was she was good. Tessa Thompson was good. I mean, most of the actors were good. The whole thing with Zeus was funny. That that was actually a humorous scene. Um, Christian Bale was great. Oh, he was really good. I liked him a lot. Uh, he, another he was my understandable, favorite. Another understandable villain. Like, way yes. too far, but understandable. Correct. And another ending that wasn't just, we beat up the villain and win. Yes. I Definitely better than a better than a 2.5. Probably not better than a 2. Yeah. I mean, it, it, was, it was meh. Yeah, and, and I don't... And I think the real problem is, I don't think that the director is right for this. I don't think he's the right director. No, I don't think so either. I think he could direct the fuck out of a Deadpool movie. I think he would oh, make yeah. a Deadpool movie that fucking just hit. Um, or a Suicide Squad movie that just hit. I just don't think he hits all the notes in a movie, in this movie. Correct. Because like, I saw Free Guy, and Free Guy was great. Yeah. I felt like all the humor hit the right notes, but that's more comedy first. And I don't think a Marvel movie needs to become comedy first. You can have comedy. Like, remember, I am of a lesser opinion that I still think that the first Thor movie is the best Thor movie. I can agree with that. I mean, people have to agree with me. People love Thor Ragnarok. It's fine. If you do, it's art. I just think the first Thor movie is still the best. I'm not going to watch it, watch the other stuff. I just, it was interesting. It was fun. Yeah. I think Thor, as a character, Thor is like Batman. He is better with his team than he is on a solo adventure. Yeah. But, I mean, it was, I guess it's, it was okay. It's better to poke in the eye with a stick. Xander Bullard says, I like the theory that when Thor is narrating the movie, he is censoring the truth because it was actually darker than what it was told. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. But, eh, I mean, it was fine. I mean, it was the worst Marvel movie this year. or But, I mean, lowest out of those three. I mean, it was a little bit worse than uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. Yep. Probably get about a 1.5. And definitely both were way worse than uh, No Way Home, which I would call the second best movie this year. Um, What do you got? Uh, She-Hulk. Yeah, uh, so this episode, we won't spoil it because it's this week. Yeah. I also watched the last episode that I thought was very humorous. Yeah, last episode was and pretty good. I actually good. watched that before the podcast aired, but I wasn't on the podcast. So I didn't matter. Yeah. Um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed last week's episode a whole lot more than I thought I yeah, would. <laughs> I, I would say this is probably the worst episode of the group, but it's still fine. Yeah, it's still good. If you're not bothered by certain things, it won't bother you. If you if you're bothered by certain things, you might go, "Hey, wait a minute." Yeah. Um, funny. I wish there were some action in it. Sorry, there's not really any action in it. No. But this is a comedy first series, and you need to realize that. Um, it is just shy of a of a sitcom. Uh, there is deeper stuff in this, but it's they're not really focusing on it yet. And as I talked to uh, when uh, Not Brushhead Dave and No Nickname Frank and I had dinner last night, uh, Frank said, it basically, you know, none of the jokes go too far. That's what I like about the series. 
They always look like, oh, fuck, this is going to go over the edge. No, they walk up to the edge. They look over. There we go. <laughs> now nah, we'll stop here. Yeah. And I can I can understand this series being divisive as fuck because some people just aren't going to be there for it, and that's fine. Yeah. It is definitely not as a high a quality per episode as something like this Marvel. Where it may not be your thing for other reasons, but the quality is just fucking there. Yeah. It was it was still good, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, this would be the weakest of what I've seen so far. I think if but they're building happened, up. If this had happened in the middle of the whole uh, Loki uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier thing, like if this would have been the palate cleanser between the two of those, I think it would have hit on all cylinders. Yeah. Because you just had serious story, either one. You get some comedy, lay, bring it back up, lighten it up, and then serious story again. Yeah. I think that's the key. And as they get more control of their uh, their properties and, and have an idea what they're doing, I think you'll find it hitting on more cylinders. Yeah. I mean, I was just, I enjoyed it. Didn't have any yeah. issue with it. Wasn't bad. Wasn't horrible. I also um, like that it's only about a half an hour or so each. Yes. We need it, to normalize, only make the episode as long as it needs to be. Yeah. Now, they might be going a little short all the time. I'd like to see that if an episode needs a little more time, they get a little more time. But the half an hour format was good for a reason. Yep. But I like the hour format. You just You can't always be an hour. You can be 45 minutes, an hour. Like the Stranger Things, Rings of Power thing, you're just like, good lord, I, I don't always have that kind of time every week, you know? <laughs> People need to decompress and shit. I need some time to just chill and not get all this heavy shit thrown at me. Like, we were talking about Chernobyl. Oh my god. And how you cannot binge that series. Y- you would be... You cannot binge that series. Do not binge that series. <laughs> yeah, it's better In not. In fact, if you had a bad day at work, don't watch an episode that night. <laughs> no but, shit. You know, something like She-Hulk is the opposite, where you could binge that. You could just go, 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 go. Cool. Yeah. You know, something like uh, Rings of Power. Maybe not so much, because it'd be, I mean, like watching a Lord of the Rings movie, which is considerable time investment yeah um i'm gonna say i watched this movie and it was crap and i'm not gonna review it much more than anything than it was crap but uh morbius it was shit was it, i watched was it morbid time it was morbid time and it was morbid time as soon as i turned it on i want to morbid out of there i mean this was bad this and i'm gonna take this back this story was fucking horrible the everything about this was just bad. I mean, because Morbius is a cool character. No, I mean, he's not. But I mean, cool enough. But I mean, it was not. <laughs> this, not. this was bad. This I appreciate was, that some people like the character. I don't actually think he was ever cool. Yeah. But I mean, the story was horrible. The writing was bad. It was just bad. Skip it. I know it's like now, like on the top ten list, and it's because it's that morbid curiosity thing. <laughs> Look, come on. They made fun of it so bad it was trending, and the company thought it was trending for good reasons, so they re-released really? it and lost more money. Yeah, that is fucking epic. Yeah, that's almost worth giving them the watch right there. But I have standards. Yeah, it was bad. So I'm just gonna leave it at that. But I am gonna talk about something that I did thoroughly enjoy, and I binged watched it. Um, and, um, I dug it. I thought it was really cool. Um, cyberpunk edge runners on Netflix. Um, it is an anime style. 
So it does have a little bit more of an anime feel, but definitely is full-fledged cyberpunk. Okay. Um, you might like it. I don't know if you could, if you know, the anime might turn you off a bit, but it's motherfucker. It, I was watching anime back when people had no idea what it was. Correct, but dislike anime. No, I just don't know if this would be that that may, maybe infringing on your cyberpunk feel to it, but. I don't Actually, know if you would or not, I, but I, I would recommend I, it to give it a try. Enough, anime, I think anime is the proper. Motherfucker, I saw Ghost in the Shell in the fucking theater. <laughs> so did I. The actual no no the animated Ghost in the Shell in the in the actual theater, not the fucking live action bullshit. No, I saw that in the theater too. I know, I'm just saying. But no, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, no one watched Lensman. I mean, I have. It's called Green Lantern. Um, I'm joking there, but it's where they stole Green Lantern from. But hey, I, no, I mean, like it Akira is it, and all that stuff. I, I like anime, so yeah. don't like that. Come on, yeah. But I mean, it, it does have a. You can tell it has an anime feel to it. Um, it does get dark and gritty. It does get. Um, it, it's, it's cyberpunk. If cyberpunk's not dark and gritty, you haven't made cyberpunk. Correct. Um, very violent. The punk. Very part. bloody. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, some sex, uh, some raunchiness. Very much, very much in with what it's supposed to be. Um, yeah, we've seen it. You, you, uh, you're not gonna have an issue with it. I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Uh, I'm sitting there going, "Oh, I know what that is. Oh, I know what that is. You know, and I know what this is, and I know what that is." Um, but it was done really well. It was a lot of fun. Um, had some good feel-good moments to it. Had some shitty feel-good moments, you know. I prefer a good, proper anime that knows its audience is shooting for its audience's level. Correct. Say. If you like Cyberpunk a lot, you should be shooting for adult. That was the problem I had with Pacific Rim the Black. It was aimed at YA. Yeah. I'm here to tell you, Pacific Rim was not made for YA. No. And this, this was made... made for adult? Mm-hmm. And it was a lot of fun. Um, they did catch some shit because one of the characters was a Lolita, uh, a small female child, but uh, she was a brutal bitch. <laughs> I loved her more than anything. And even the like, guys... It's the, not the, like the, that's not a fucking thing in anime. Correct. And they even defended it. It was like, no, she very much fits the cyberpunk feel. Yeah. She very much fits where she's going to be, and fuck you. Well, there's thing. people out there who are going to judge anime like and use these terms. They have no fucking idea what they're talking about. Yeah. I'm used to that. I, I loved it. The characters were fun. Uh, it has some good twists and good plot. Um, it does go through and explain some things, you know, like uh, psychosocial or psycho uh, cyber so cyber so cyber psycho. Can't speak right now, and. Um, Goes through different everything. Uh, it was fun. I had a blast with it. I, I mean, if you like cyberpunk, go watch this. This is probably going to be the closest you're going to get in a long time. Cyber psychosis. Thank you, Thank Mose. you Mo. <laughs> um, but it was definitely it's definitely worth a watch. I think they're like thirty minute episodes. Yeah, uh-huh. thirty to forty five. I'll put it on a list, but everyone here knows how meaningless that list is because I. Have... <laughs> I think it's like. Seven Someone blocks asked, long. Hey, wh- what series are you watching? And I'm like, do you want a list of all the ones I've started and intend on finishing that I haven't? 
I mean, because they finished Witcher season three and apparently they're filming seasons four and five together. So I should probably finish season one and watch season two. <laughs> probably should happen at some point. It just. But no, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I would like to see uh, it. It's its own self-contained, but you could do it another, you know, episode, season, series, whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I'd be up for it. Uh, it was good and fun. Um, so I appreciate the, 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 the support kept amazing. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's pretty much that way. Just give it to you. And I did, uh, going. pre-order the a Blu-ray copy of Top Gun Maverick. So I can have it to take my mom's house. If she wants to see it again, because that movie is fucking great. Yeah. Um, I'm waiting for that to come out so I can watch that. You haven't seen it. No, I haven't seen it yet. So you're going to hate me saying this because I know how much you loved it. It was a better movie than fucking spider-man no way home yeah like I, said, I want to see it i'm just waiting for it like, comes out you may not like it as much and that's fair correct because but it was like at parts somewhat ridiculous but you're generally on board for the whole ride yeah like i said i want to see it everybody says it's been really good so yeah it. it's it's my number one movie i've seen this year sorry spider-man no way home Sorry, the Batman. Sorry, the Batman is never either running for best. <laughs> no, there's but, one way. So we had some discourse on the Batman because I know you love it. Yeah. And it's flawed, but I don't feel like it's not worth the sequel that they've obviously announced is coming. Uh, I, I'm there for the sequel. It has some good parts. Yeah. The, more, the more I think about it, and I do want to give it another watch at some point, but it's a little ponderous at points. Yeah. I'm kind of curious. Anytime someone says sequels now, I'm kind of like, no matter, no matter if it's good or not. Sequels, reboots, everything. I mean, when you, when you talk about any eighties or earlier property, any property like that, they're going to do sequels because it's all about making the money. Yeah. But I don't know if you talked about last week, it might be difficult because Warner brothers is, no one knows what's going on in that fucking place. Did anyone make it through Morbius even like ten minutes of it? Cookie, Gonzo watched the whole thing, and I couldn't stand it. It, it was it was bad. I I would, but I have. I mean, I could watch two episodes of Rings of Power, which would be good instead of watching that. I mean, one and a half. <laughs> it's probably only an hour and a half long movie. Let's be honest. Uh, and talking about reboots or whatever, they're making a uh, another Karate Kid coming out in twenty twenty three or twenty twenty four. It was better than Snake Eyes. I haven't seen Snake Eyes, but I'm more likely to watch Snake Eyes. Yeah. No, no. Warner Brothers might be done with movies, but a lot of actors aren't going to work with Warner Brothers because they are... So they canceled Batgirl. And they say because it wasn't doing well, but it's probably because they didn't like the fact that it was a female person of color or non-white female in the lead role. Correct. So they canceled whatever they were doing with Supergirl because they had gotten a non-white Supergirl. So we don't know for a fact, but it's all sort of trending towards crusty old white guy in charge, and you know what that means. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, I think at this point, I would just let Zack Snyder do whatever the fuck he wants with uh, DC. Give, Give the Snyderverse fans their happiness. The rest of us will watch and laugh. And uh, then eventually it'll have to reboot again, probably with a new CEO in charge of Warner Brothers. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I don't really have any excitement. I mean, like, so it's like, are you going to go see Black Adam? Of course I'm going to see Black Adam. It's the fucking rock. Who doesn't want to see the rock? Yeah. 
Am I excited for Black Adam? No. God, no. They're going to shit on another DC series, comic series, pretty horribly. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's honestly, it's a train wreck that is funny. So we will see how that goes. Oh, we are past time. I just realized it. Yeah, Xander, it's 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 worrisome and uh, might be worth looking at not supporting them. Not what I do right now, but yeah. Well, guys, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Um, we'll be back, of course, next week. I probably will have Jim on, and we'll be talking about some cool painting stuff. I'm sure. Cause I may Jim actually be on too. We'll see how my week goes. <laughs> I, I don't skip this because I don't want to be here. Uh, you can start War Tre- Star Trek. Star Trek's not Warner Brothers. It's Paramount. Yeah. Um, it's more that my weeks are terrible and I need the full decompression time yeah. because I am dealing with a lot of challenges at work. Which is so. okay. Self-care is very important to us. Yes. Type thing. So, guys, uh, we're going to send you all off to Rainer72. Of course, he did some amazing painting for... Warfare Weekend. I can't show it or talk about it yet because it's a uh, top secret hush hush. Top secret. But he uh, he actually is teaching some classes at Warfare Weekend. So if you're coming, make sure you check him out. And if you're not coming, come on out. You may have some good times. You get to see me in person. It's scary, <laughs> but get to. You want me to get multiple days off? Well, that's <laughs> one. Hey, that would be a thing. So, guys, please take care of yourself. Please watch after each other. Come back. We'll see you later. For more than dice, I'm Gonzo. I'm John. Good night. Stick around for Rainer. Go eat some leftover swordfish. Don't dessert. I'll be okay. I think I'm gonna have some dessert.